Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. Good morning everybody, at least it's morning when we're recording this. Welcome to a brand new episode of the In All Things podcast. My name is Mitch Frost and I am here with Pastor Steve Markle. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. How's it going? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Are you really good? Are you sure? Uh, you know, I don't know. A little sore. We had a pretty rough workout this morning. Oh, Intense. Wow. That was good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yesterday was a long day, but I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Long, good Sunday? It was a good Sunday morning at church. We had a one of our best crowds since COVID and kind of coming to the end of that and end of our series yesterday. So that was good. And uh, my son's... Uh, seventh and eighth grade basketball team won the PYA championship. So wow. that was a celebration. We had two basketball games in the afternoon that were tight and intense. So that was exhausting. So it was a long day. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about uh series wrapping up yesterday? Like you said, I know you said the, the crowd was good. It felt good. I was yeah. in there at 930 yeah. and all of that. But how did you feel yeah. about the message itself and the series as a whole? Good. I mean, yeah, like I thought the worship was great yesterday too. Um Jared's agreeing over there. Amen. Yeah, he, he was great. But um, I felt good about it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed – it was a fresh take for me. It's something – you know, it wasn't like a, a series that I had done before and rebranded or anything like that. It was all fresh and new, and I really enjoyed um, this one and uh, the wrapping it up with talking about the priority thing and how we let different things in our lives become priorities over people. And I think it hit home with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, last night we – wrapped up the our relationship series at the yes. well so i know we've said it a couple of times but we did a series called equations looking at what mm-hmm. needs added and removed and subtracted and multiplied in our relationships um i'm tired of saying that over and over <laughs> again um but yeah last night was the last part so we split up high school and junior high um so i preached two different messages completely different messages to uh seventh and eighth graders and then to ninth through twelfth um i gave a sex talk so first time doing wow. that to our students. Um, but it was good. It went well. Um, yes. but it's like, it's always vulnerable to be on stage, you know, like mm-hmm. you're, you're just there and it's yes. something that you've written and prepared. So it's like, there's a lot of pressure that involved in that, but especially with a message like that, <laughs> uh, and the first time doing a message like that, you're just, you feel like all the eyes on you. And I don't oh, feel that yeah. a lot, but it was just like, Oh, like we I'm kind of nervous. Mean, I, you know, the fear of public speaking is one of the greatest fears people have. And I, I know the subject matter changes it, and that is a tough one. I've been there, mm-hmm. done that too, and I know what you're saying, and you just feel so exposed. Mm-hmm. But uh, my eighth-grade son said you did a great job, but he kind of was curious what the high school talk had in it. Yeah, I told I told all our seventh and eighth graders, I was like, don't worry. I'm not going to be on har- as hard on you as I was the high schoolers. If you're really curious, just go ask one of your friends what we talked about in there. So right, I don't know if anybody right. did. You told but. me last night when I asked you how it went, you said – it was very quiet in the room mm-hmm. when you were talking. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, because they're nervous or they just want to hear exactly what you're going to say. Maybe it makes a both, yeah. you know? Yeah. But as, it was funny, and Lexi pointed this out. I, I don't notice as much of these things from the stage, but she said it's funny because um, the girls were way more comfortable than the guys. Like, really? and I, and I would have guessed that for sure, but she said it was so obvious, like, and I'd make a joke and I'd, and I'd say, okay, let's get comfortable. And I'd talk about stuff and like the girls were fine the whole time. And the guys were like shifting and like, you know, <laughs> rubbing their hands on their, their legs and like right. kind of making palms, jokes about yeah. stuff. And right, like, right. they were so uncomfortable with it. But well, even in that, 
there's a big difference between freshmen and sophomores and then juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. Even like when you think about those type of issues and everybody's at a different maturity level mm -hmm. and what, you know, they've experienced and heard in their life. So, yeah, but yeah. all in all, it was good. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, hey, I think it was good. Hats off to you for doing two different messages on the same night. That's kind of <laughs> challenging. We, we left and I was like, I was talking to Lexi and I was like, you know what I just realized? I was on stage talking. I, I think I stopped five minutes in between as they shifted in and out from 6.50 until 7.55. That's how long I was on stage, That's continuously exhausting. talking the yes. whole time. Two different messages. Yes. Wow. It was, yeah. uh, it was a, a different, yeah. different thing it's for me. Though. But I'm no, it was good. That. I'm glad you did that. What's next for the students? What's the next series? So we start a series next week um, called Woke Jesus. We're going to take um, some of his most popular um, sayings and teachings, and we're going to invert them to be if, they, if he was woke, if it was 2022, okay. and he was saying the things that you know our world wants us to hear. So... Um, uh, we're going to take some of his famous statements, twist them a little bit, and figure out why that's wrong and why that's very anti the way that Jesus would live. So it's going to be good. I'm, awesome. I'm very excited yeah. for it. So yeah. um, one of my mentors who's in Tennessee, I was telling him about this idea a couple months ago, and he was like, when you design it and everything, send it to me because I'm going to use it. And I was I, like, hey, yeah. hey, let's I do it. I think you can market that. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. So I'm excited. It'll be fun. Um, that starts next week. What's next for Sycamore as a whole? As a whole, yeah. Uh, Challenge the Norm is the title of our next series. We're going to go through the Book of Mark, mm -hmm. and we're going to take seven weeks, which is longer than normal. Most series are a month long, but this one is going to take us right up to Easter Sunday because the Book of Mark ends with the story of... Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So, But we're going to look at how Jesus and his speaking and the actions that he took, how he challenged what was the cultural norm. I kind of hit on it a little bit yesterday in the way he was with relationships. But um, Jesus didn't care about all the man-made rules, and he was more about pleasing God and, of course, and completing his mission. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a good thing. And we're going to also give people a devotional guide so the whole church— over 45 days, can read through the book of Mark with us. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to cover every story in the book of Mark, obviously in seven sermons, but mm -hmm. we're going to hit the highlights, but people can really dive deep. So I love when we do, we do a variety of series, we just did a topical one on people, relationships, and now mm -hmm. we're going through the book of Mark. So mm -hmm. looking forward and to And our that. Christmas one was very um, through the Old Testament yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I know. So it's just, yeah, it, in January varies, was yeah. about habits. So yeah, yeah we like I think to, people love that. I think the, the yeah. variation and the yeah, different types of things. We like to shake that up. And every year we look at the, the preaching calendar and we, you know, try to map that out to mm -hmm. have balance. And I know some some people love just you should just preach the Bible verse by verse every single week. That's what you're. That's what you and should. And that do. works for and, some churches. Yeah, and that's and, fine. Yeah. I have no criticism of that. But when I look at the way Jesus taught, I think he had a variety of styles in the way he taught, and so I think it's good to have a variety and go through books of the Bible, through topics, through doctrines, through, um, you know, character studies. I love mm -hmm. those too. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Good then, uh, yeah. So this week and this week we start that. And I think, uh, week two of the series, you're going to, you I think, I think Just I, depends I, on I do. I doing? know. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, you know what? I, you're going to have the second week. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm excited yeah, for that. Um, yeah. started to look at, you know, where, right where my chunk of Mark mm -hmm. is and kind of what can come out of that in yes. terms of challenging the norm. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's, I'm been, excited a, it's been a couple months. I guess it was early December since I've yes. preached. So yeah. it's been a while. A break. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're going to come back to that whole idea of challenging the norm today. Um, we're going to, I'm going to attempt to bridge the gap because we're kind of in this in-between week of we just finished peopleology, sure. the study of relationships and people. And now we're heading to the book of Mark, how Jesus kind of flipped culture on his head. So the conversation I want to have today is kind of going to be a bridge of the two. I think mm -hmm. we're going to talk about, um, a, a very popular personality 
test um, thing that a lot of people are into, especially a lot of churches are into. And then we're going to look at how maybe challenge the norm of that a little bit and look okay. at the two extremes and figure out how we should really live with this personality test kind of thing. So okay. I'm excited. Sure. But before we get there, I do want to take a couple minutes to address the situation going on in our world. Um, and so I'd, I, what I don't want to do, and I think you would agree, I've listened to a couple different podcasts in the last couple of weeks of people, uh, church context, talking about this. And they're a little bit sounding too educated or, or they think they're more educated mm. than they are. That's a danger. And it comes yeah. off as like um, they have all the facts, they have it all together, they're going to tell you what to think. And um, I, I don't want to have any of those kind of conversations where we're just out of our depth, out of our element no. too much. I, I like pushing the limit. I like making us think. I like getting deep, but I don't want to sound like I know more than I know. I think you would agree with that. Well, I do too. I think like we want to address current events, but not become a current event talk show podcast mm -hmm. because there's plenty of those out there and that's right. not what we're about. But I don't think we can ignore something mm -hmm. like this going on in the world like this. And for me, I, the, the biggest thing about this this whole invasion of Ukraine by Russia is like, what is this about? And I've been, because usually, you know, when there's a war, you know, like, oh, this is the reason why. Right. And all I can find is this really that he just, Putin just wants power, just wants the land back that they had before. And it's just, he's just evil. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. is, let's say that I was somebody who's listening to the In All Things podcast. Right. I've been ignoring the news. I didn't know something was going on. <laughs> wow. That's, that's the life that I live. But Dude, the In All Things podcast is my source of the, well, that's a, <laughs> what's going that's on That's a in the scary world. thing. Um, but let's say that that person mm. was there. Could you like sum up kind of what's happening <laughs> in our world for them? Really basic 30,000 foot view I mean, on what's happening. So Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. as were many of these independent countries now. And, you know, back in the Cold War, they broke away. And um, now that Putin is, I don't know what's happening with him. I mean, he's kind of feels emboldened to mm -hmm. go and take back the U Ukraine, like as part of their land. And mm -hmm. so he is just invading these this country. And he's, you know, at the capital with the, the troops. And it's not going as well as he hoped. So he's mm -hmm. frustrated, which is great. And the crazy thing is like the entire world is almost, not everybody, but almost every country in the world is with the Ukraine on this, mm -hmm. as are we in the United States. Uh, they're uh, an ally. And mm -hmm. so um, it's just today, this is Monday, and by Thursday, by the time this is out, who knows? Mm -hmm. But um, there's a meeting taking place uh, between Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, with Putin and his people, and they're going to talk, but it doesn't seem like, I mean, from a point of view that we're looking at it, like one is going to be like you surrender and the other one's going to be like, you get out. Like, how's that going to work? And right. so I don't know, like the, the fear that I think a lot of people have is could this escalate into World War Three? Mm -hmm. um, but now that I see, you know, Russia isn't as strong, they're strong, but they're, they're not doing as well as they thought they would do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk that Putin is very frustrated because he thought by now he'd have control. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a good thing, but the whole thing, you know, the thing that saddens us, and like you said yesterday in the welcome in your prayer, is that it saddens the heart of God to see innocent mm -hmm. people being killed for no real good reason. This mm -hmm. is not a, a war that you can say, well, this is, you know, validated because of this. No, like, no, mm -hmm. this is just a an awful power grab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that some of the crazy things that I've seen is like 
now all the footage and media is coming out and at the the streets of Russia and now people are protesting yes. this and like begging Putin and, and the government to stop and it's just like it's crazy when you see something like that happen where the people of the yeah. country are like we don't want this no. like and, and that's just you know it makes soldiers you think and, even soldiers they're like yeah. why are we doing this yeah like that's unbelievable I don't know what's I mean he's always been a wild card um, but for some reason he is acting out in a way right now that is very mm. scary for the world. So um, hopefully we can see this come to an end peacefully soon and not mm. be something that drags on. You know how these things go. They usually don't end quickly. So yeah. I, I, I think it's just something that as the church we need to be praying for, praying for all the Ukrainian people. There's a lot of Christians in Ukraine. There's a mm -hmm. lot of people. I've been amazed at all the people that I know that know people there, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You know, it's like, yep. yeah, it is a, um, and the president there is just a, I mean, just seems like an awesome president. Like he's really standing up for his country. He's not, he's strong mm -hmm. and um, it's pretty impressive mm -hmm. what he's doing. Yeah. But Hey, we don't, like I said, we, we don't yeah. know all the details. We don't know all the right. facts. We don't know what it's like to be in a situation like that. I'm no. so thankful that we don't know what no. it's like to be in a situation like no. that. Um, but we do know that it's heartbreaking to watch and it's, yeah. it's very, well, I've heard stories from my you know grandmother about when we were being, and attacked years ago and they had drills when they were young about mm -hmm. how to if something were happening how to uh, hide under your get under your desk at school and the the blackouts where you'd turn all the lights off in your home and all your electricity so that you couldn't be spotted from the air and then there's mm -hmm. stuff like that that are you know other older generations understand but we mm -hmm. don't i mean i don't you don't understand mm -hmm. what that would be like yeah so yeah. It's one of those harder situations to look at the mm -hmm. theme of our podcast and the question that yeah. we ask often and say, how can God be seen in all things? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that challenges us because it's like that, that you know, that's unfortunate to watch. Yeah, and, I mean, and so right. how would you answer something yeah, like I mean, that? God, how can God be seen God, in a situation like God this? God works in all things mm -hmm. for the good of those who love him is the scripture that our podcast is based upon. So, and, you know, the people that are there that are that are going through this fearful time that put their trust in God and you can see God working in ways you can see people stepping up to help other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like we've talked about before and these type of things, um, but it all it's always a reminder that there's evil and there's sin in this world. Mm -hmm. And it goes all the way back to when sin entered the world. And there's always going to be evil people that do evil things. And um, God doesn't control us all and make us all do the right thing. And there's going to be evil. And as long as there's evil, there's going to be people that are hurt. And, um, the way I think that we see God is in, in all things that we can do the right thing and people can step up and love mm -hmm. and encourage and shelter people in mm -hmm. countries. Like I think Poland is taking in hundreds of thousands of people, mm -hmm. refugees to help to, to, until this thing is over. Yeah. It's just, and just, yeah, we just got to keep them in prayer. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of prayer, yes. if you wouldn't mind, I would love to open this podcast episode just praying for the situation praying sure. for the people of ukraine and then we will move on with transition our conversation yeah okay sure let's do that so lord i thank you uh, for being a god who sees all things and knows all things and lord sometimes we don't understand why things like this are happening in our world but god uh, we just come to you today and we just again proclaim our trust in you and god we're asking you for those people that are suffering right now that are going through pain and hurt, being broken from their families and wondering if they'll see their loved ones again. God, I pray that uh, you would be seen and that there would be people that are sharing Jesus with those people that are going through that. And Lord, I just pray that this crisis would come to an end very quickly and that we would see minimal loss of life. And Lord, I just uh, commit this to you. Help us here in our country to 
always be mindful of what other people are going through and how they're suffering and to do all that we can. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so let's transition. Let's yeah. shift gears. Okay. Really hard shift of gears here. But all right. um, let's let's begin talking about um, challenging the norm of personality types. Okay. That's okay. kind of the working theme that we're okay. going with today as okay. we bridge the gap between sure. the two series. I already said that. Yeah. So uh, what personality types have you taken, like tests, or uh, what were the fads that you can remember growing up of like the popular personality tests and things uh, like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, two that come to my mind. Um, one was the Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. um, which was big when I was going through church planting uh, when I was like 29, 30 years old, getting te- tests to see what our personality types were. That was a big thing to see how you matched up and what your spouse was and how that would work. I know that I was an E, not an I. I don't remember mine, actually. You're an E, <laughs> an extrovert, obviously. I know that. Um, a lot of pastors are, but they not not all pastors are no. E's. Um, but you know, I don't even remember. ESTJ was what I am. I don't remember what they all stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that was a big one. Um, there was the one where you're either a beaver, a golden retriever. Oh, what is yeah. that one? Oh, people in the booth. You remember We're going to use you. What is, do you guys remember what that personality type test well, was called or what like, it was for? What was it? Golden retriever, there was a, a beaver. A lion. A lot. Right? Yeah. And a beaver. And I remember the golden retriever. And what was the other there one? was some there's some type of animal uh, test here. Yeah, do you remember that? On. I do. I don't remember what I am or yeah. what it's even called. Yeah. But I remember taking it at one point in college. They're they're, they're coming looking, up blank yeah. here. So that was big. But oh. yeah, anyway. I, there's <laughs> okay. been okay. a bunch of them. The one time we tried to use you guys in the booth, you don't have an answer. So yes. we're not going to use you again. There was one called a, there's one called a disc test, oh, but I don't know D I S C. But I didn't I didn't do that one. But that yeah. was a big one. So what about you? Is there others besides those? Um, besides the one we're going to... Besides the one we're going to talk about, I, I remember hearing about those ones and... and oh, wait, they're going to speak to us. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Well, what I, we could find here, it's called the four animals personality. That's wow. Okay. okay. We could have guessed that. beaver, otter, and a golden retriever. Okay. The, the otter is the one. Gotcha. There's like a real name. It's is there like any write-ups of what those are or anything oh, like yeah. that? Uh, like yeah, little so ones? Lion describes a powerful uh, in a person who's driven towards his objectives. Um, I'm I mean, there's a description for each one of yeah, them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the being, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, the taking that yeah. one once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the anyway. one that we're going to talk about, I would say has been the biggest for maybe my generation, the biggest yeah. one that we've bought into all my friends and stuff like that. So it last five years. Yeah. Um, probably last really five big. years. Yeah. It's gotten really big. Yeah. Um, but it's been around for a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the Enneagram today. Okay. Um, for those of you who are like, oh, what is it? I'm sure right. you could have guessed um, for those of you who heard of it before. Some of you have not. Right. So we're going to explain it a little bit, get into it a little bit, break it down, and then we're going to talk about the extremes on either side. Okay. okay. I'm get- This is like the most map of a conversation I've ever given you. Okay. We're going to talk about the extremes on either side of the Enneagram, and then we're going to talk about um, the dangers of living on either side of a personality yeah. test. Okay. And let me just say, too, that you told me that map of what we're going to do. You kind of gave me an idea. I have done no extra research to prepare mm-hmm. for this. Okay. All perfect. I know is that I did the test once and I know what number I am. What are you? An eight. There you go. Okay. So there are nine types of the Enneagram. Okay. Okay. Um, it's funny because people love to say, well, did you know that the Enneagram used to be based on a demonic cult and they used it. But then you read five other people that say, did you know that uh, the Enneagram was actually started in one of the first churches in I forget where, and they actually used it Mm -hmm. um, to understand Christianity more. And it actually, that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. So long story short, 
We don't know where it came from, <laughs> yeah. but we know that it's been around I for mean, a we've long, heard these stories long time. About, like you know, music that we use in the church. Well, those beats came from <laughs> right. the devil. Play it backwards, play, and yeah, I mean, you're gonna hear some stuff. And then the old hymns used to be bar tunes, and we shouldn't use the. I mean, come on, just. Yeah. Anyway, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, we, the the long story short, we don't really know where this thing came from. Right. Okay, but we do know, and this is true for anything that we talk about. Uh, it only, you know, it really matters how much you give to it, right? Like well, yeah. you only really something like a personality test. It's only going to control me or play a role in my life as much as I give myself. Much as to you it. allow it to. Okay. Yeah. So right. <laughs> for the and people I, who yeah. are like, well, I, I don't know if you want to say this now or maybe later, but to preface it. it, just like you are who. God says you are. Mm -hmm. The Bible should be what defines you mm -hmm. as the primary thing that defines you. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about this, but you know, some people get way caught up in this and they let this be the defining thing in their life. Yeah. It's not, it's not that, but it is great for being able to understand people better. Right. Yeah, that the absolutely. Whole point that is how the, we work that is together the and how our relationships flow. Yeah. Yep. So. so let's get into the nine different types okay. of the Enneagram. Okay. And maybe for li you listening, you could be like, Oh, I, I see myself in that, or this is maybe my friend or my spouse or whoever. And there's free assessments, right? You can yeah. take, you like, can definitely you go take a like test. What, how many, like 30, 40. Uh, it just depends on which one questions. you take, but yeah, and around you there. questions honestly it'll tell you mm -hmm. yeah right. but here's where it gets interesting and here's why so many people love the enneagram okay the reason why it's so different from other personality types is one thing that it really focuses on and hits on and actually says this is how you discover your true type is your core motivations or your core fears so steve let's say that you buy a starbucks one morning the whole staff you come in you're like sure i bought everybody starbucks today don't pay me back i got it right the one, the best clear way for you to know your true Enneagram is the reason why you did that. Okay. okay. So we're going to get into that in a second, but here we go. Nine different types. Type number one is called the reformer. Okay. It used to be called the perfectionist. It's been changed to the reformer. Mm -hmm. This is the person who is very motivated by right and wrong. Um, everything's very black and white to them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's either you're either doing something right, you're following the rules or you're not. Okay. Type two is the helper. That's what they're called. This is a people pleaser. Um, they will do a lot of things to serve other people, even at the expense of themselves. Okay. okay. Type three is the achiever. That is somebody very motivated by to-do lists and getting things done. And a lot of who they are is wrapped up in what they can produce or what they can achieve. Okay. Right. Uh, type four is the individualist is what they're called. So that's somebody who is very um, motivated by arts and kind of being their own person and those kind of things. Um, they're very into creating things that are unique and they, they have a sure. unique eye for the world kind okay. of thing. Type five is the investigator, somebody very motivated by uh, logistics and figuring things out, getting to the bottom, understanding things maybe before you give yourself to it, that kind of thing. Um, six is the loyalist. This is somebody who they have their group of friends. They're maybe somewhat small group of friends and they're very loyal. Like when you're their friend, you're their friend, but they, it right. takes a long time to get close to them. They're very motivated by fear and worry and those kind of things. Type seven is the enthusiast. Okay. It's the person who's like bored every five minutes. Like they're <laughs> right. always onto the next thing. Right. Uh, very spontaneous, very looking for new things, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and just motivated by that. Right. Number, uh, number eight, this is you. And, um, I believe Jared, um, this is the challenger is what they're called. Very strong leaders, very opinionated. And it takes a lot to change their mind on things. Mm -hmm. um, and number nine is the peacemaker. So this is the person who will do a lot of things to keep the peace, to make sure that everybody's good. They're always thinking about, okay, mm -hmm. is everybody kind of like calm okay. and collected and, and all of that. So they're always taking care of other people. Now, that was a lot. Um, but I want to also read 
the core desires and motivations and fears of each type because oh, wow. this is where okay. it gets good. Okay? okay. So type one, their core motivation is being good or being right. Okay. So okay. that's the reformer. Mm-hmm. Um, type two, their motivation is being loved or being wanted. Okay. So that's the people pleaser, people right? Pleaser. That's, that right. is their, their motivation. Mm-hmm. Type three is being valuable, being admired. That's no. the achiever, the to-do list person, the success person. Okay. Yeah. Their desire mm-hmm. is to be um, valuable and admired. Type four, uh, the individualist is to find meaning or being uniquely themselves. Okay. So that's the person we've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Number five is being competent or being capable. Mm-hmm. So that's the investigator looking right. for the details, looking for the facts. That's yep. the reason right. why. Number six is being secure and being supported. So that's the loyalist, the one who's motivated by fear and worry. The reason why is because they want to be secure in everything sure. that they do. Number seven is being satisfied, being content. That's the enthusiast. Go do whatever you want. Changes every five minutes. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, and number eight is being self-governed or being independent. So the challenger, the person who, you know, is very strong willed and very strong leader, the, their core motivation is kind of being in charge a little bit. They mm-hmm. want to be self-sufficient and things like that. Number nine is being at peace and being harmonious with everybody. So right. that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> what are your thoughts on these core motivations so far? Do I you mean, see yourself in, in yeah, eight still? I do. Does it make I sense? do. I think I have a little nine in me too because mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I think that's, you said, you told me too that a lot of times whatever one you're strong with, sometimes you have the one next to it mm-hmm. can be something that is Yeah. In the Enneagram new. world, that's called your wing. I know. Okay. And for you, some of you listening, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> Maybe we can put this stuff in the notes a little bit. But, yeah, somehow. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, I think so because I want everybody to get along and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that. And you're... I'm a three. You're a three. Yes, I'm a three with a very strong wing two, which so means you're, yeah. I'm the achiever. I'm very to-do list. I'm very... I like to get things done. I'm very success-driven, but... Um, it's very rooted in pleasing people and serving people right. and, and right. being loved. And but you like to be told you're valuable. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You've done a good job. Yeah. So yeah. last list I'm going to read, and okay. then we're going to move on. Then we're going to talk about the extremes and why this matters and how it okay. can help us and all sure. of that. We're going to read the fears of each type. Mm-hmm. And this is where you really can see yourself in some right. of these things, okay? So we're going to talk about the things that um, really scare or worry or um, those kind of things with each type, okay? So type number one. Their core fear is being bad or being wrong, okay? Type two, core fear is being unloved or being unwanted. Mm-hmm. Type three, core fear is being worthless and being a failure. Type four is being without significance and having no identity. Type five is being incompetent, being incapable. Number six is being without support, being without guidance. Number seven is being deprived or being trapped. and a lockdown is their big fear. <laughs> Number eight is being controlled or being harmed. Hmm. And number nine is being separated or being at loss with others. Okay. Do you agree with your type? <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was number eight again? Uh, being controlled or being harmed. What do you think? I haven't really thought. I don't know. That this, those are my biggest fears, being controlled. Core fear. So a lot like, of the things that you do come back down to that. Hmm. I see that in you. Do you? I okay. Do. Well, that's good, I, mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> being harmed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, just you're very motivated by safety, I guess. Yeah. For yourself, for your family, for right. whoever. So right. Right. I can see yeah. it. But anyway, um, uh, the reason why we read all those lists and talked about all the, you know, you can see yourself in probably one of those things. You're starting to think, oh, that could be me. But here's the other thing. There's probably a piece of you in every type. <laughs> so sure. it's like, not like you're going right. to be, I'm only this and nothing else and everybody else is crazy. Like you're probably going to see a piece of yourself everywhere. And that's okay. That's, that's actually healthy to have a little bit of everything. So that's okay. Absolutely. I think too... 
for some people that are listening to all this right now, this is a lot of information. They might want to even pause this and go do one of those tests and yeah, then go back and then go back and listen again to that what you just said, those mm-hmm. lists, because it'll make even more like because as you were listening to Mitch talk about it, you were probably thinking, Oh yeah, I have that fear. Oh, well, I have that fear. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like that, I'm a little bit like that. And so it might even help you to enjoy this even more, this process. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I have to say, like, um, we had this discussion about this the other day. It's so much fun to talk about when you mm-hmm. get going in these conversations because mm-hmm. you, know, you start talking about, oh, my wife is this, your wife is this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, even my, on staff, like we're a staff, staff of six, and it's like, oh, I think this person's this, yeah, and, and that's like, why they do. Do we this, have like and, on this? If you said you think Jared and I are eights, and you think you're a three, mm-hmm. what is Devi? Devi and Christy are twos, twos and Amy's, and I believe Amy is a four, but. I don't know. Davi, what do you think? What do you think Amy could be if she's listening? <laughs> I would say she's a four. Yeah, well. But the individualist or potentially a nine, a peacemaker. Um, I don't know. But That's anyway, interesting. it makes it interesting. You know, I think I'm married to a one mm-hmm. and you're married to a, a six. six. Yep. And there's like things that say these are good matchups, right? Like mm-hmm. if you married this person. So if you're married to one that isn't, so mm-hmm. what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Davi, can you find anything like that? Like any list of good matches with different types of... Enneagrams and things like yeah, that. Okay. I'm sure it'll pop up if just with a Google yeah, search. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, it's a fun conversation and it is interesting. I know we're throwing out, I'm a two and you're a three and people are like, okay, you're actually well, a yeah. person. Well, but, no, and I've heard of like, uh, I've heard of church, churches with big staffs where they're like, all the threes hang out together and all the nines <laughs> hang out together and we don't want to be with them because they're fours. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Mm. And that when you take it to that level, I think then you've you've lost it. Yeah, you know, the absolutely. Point. Yeah. So once he reads us our list of good match matchups, then we'll get into the extremes. Well, uh, type ones commonly pair with twos or sevens. Mm. Type twos commonly pair with threes or eights. Mm. Type threes uh, with nines. That's it. Type fours with fives or nines. Type fives commonly pair with ones or twos. Uh, type six commonly pairs with nines. Type sevens commonly pair with nines. Wow. Wow. Everybody Nine nines. is good. Well, they're type peacemakers, so yeah. they, they get along <laughs> with everybody. Eight uh, commonly pairs with nines. Okay. And the nines commonly pair with ones or twos. So mm-hmm. basically, our, both of our marriages are in trouble now. Big trouble. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, it's over. So we just did that podcast here and I did about our how many Pointless. years we've been together, and it doesn't matter because nope, now matter. the Enneagram says we're a bad match. <laughs> okay. But here's where we get into extremes okay. because some people would think that. And right, some people would yes. begin to structure their friendships, their inner circles, their, their everything, their married, dating life yeah. around the Enneagram. I listened to a podcast. Um, I think I, we've listened to an episode, Driving to Liberty, mm. um, with Trey Kennedy, mm-hmm. who's a who's a uh, he's a Christian comedian. He's hilarious. And he has a podcast called Correct Opinions, where basically he roasts everything that goes on in the world. And right. It's it's awesome, but he uh, he does a lot about the enneagram. He hates it, and <laughs> just because of the way that people take mm-hmm. it. And he has these all these bits that he does where he's like, you know, I'm on this dating profile, and he's like, well, this person's a five. She's everything else checks out, and she's perfect, <laughs> but she's this, so I can't. So like, That's, he makes yeah. all these jokes and right, reads right, all these right. funny articles, but. Yeah. Somehow we survived before this, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but now <laughs> we got to reevaluate. Yeah, anyway, yeah, was good. let's get into um, the extremes of any personality type, but we are focusing on the Enneagram today. Let's focus on the people who take it religiously. The people who, like you said, um, only hang out with that group or yeah, restructure their whole lives around it. What are the dangers of doing that with a, with a personality type like this? What do you think? Well, I mean, you can just think about the series we just did, God Called Us to Love Everybody. And I talked about having bias toward... Uh, different cultures of people yesterday, but that could be definitely 
something if we take it too seriously, we could be like, well, I'm biased because I know what personality type they are. And they're just one of those rude eights or mm-hmm. one of those, you know, oh, they're a nine, they're soft. They get they get along with everybody. They don't have any strength. Right. You know, so you can just be very critical of people because of that. And I think if you focus on the weaknesses that that person has, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think you can uh, go extreme on that. Um, and then, of course, you can, I think, the extreme of using it as your excuse for how. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were going to get into that. Or you yeah. on that, like the excuse for, oh, I just, you know. Just I'm the way jerk. I am. I'm just the way I am. I'm an eight. I'm yeah. a jerk, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm to-do list driven because I'm a three. I don't, you know, I don't really care about anything else except yep. getting my list done. Right. And it's like what I talked about yesterday, too, like, uh, we have agendas that rise above people. Like, mm. no, your agenda is important, but people are more important. So I think all people are important. Yep. No matter what number you are, one through nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what animal you are. Or what animal you are. <laughs> yep. What letters you are. Yep. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. So um, what about the people who swing to the other side? Because you and I both know people who do this as well, where they hear about the Enneagram or they hear about a type li- or a test like this, and it's like, well, that's that you know that's really dangerous. Like <laughs> that, those people who are doing that, um, their churches are going to fall apart. Their world's going to fall mm. apart. Um, everything that they do because of the enneagram yeah. is ruined. Uh, they're actually not. They're not following the Bible anymore. Um, they're not. <laughs> like there's people who take the extreme. Maybe not to that level, but there Maybe are people who extreme, do that. But um, so what do you what do you do with that extreme when the pendulum swings to the other side? And there's people who are saying if you buy into the enneagram or any personality type like that, I've actually heard the argument. Oh boy, people <laughs> are hilarious. I've heard the argument of. Um, you know, Jesus, he calls us to deny ourselves and take up our cross. So if you're taking personality types and learning more about yourself, you're actually in direct violation to what Jesus has called you to do. Okay. Steve, what would you say to somebody like that? Uh, <laughs> what does that even mean? Like we <laughs> nobody has a personality? Nope, I mean, not allowed. I mean, like if we went through Bible, I was just thinking about this. I was sitting here like Bible characters, like hmm. the different they, personalities. They didn't have personality no, types. No, they were no. all the same. They were just robots. They were all probably eights because eights <laughs> are the right. So, I mean, I, 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 it's just amazing to think about that type of, because I've seen it throughout different um, organizations and different churches, uh, different ones. Somebody might not like the Enneagram, fine. Sure. Um, if you like Myers-Briggs, do that one. But mm-hmm. I think they're helpful for uh, staff getting along. They're helpful for relationships. I met a, a pastor. I had coffee with a pastor, a friend of mine, actually, and he was telling me he got trained professionally in – he's a conservative guy, and he got, contra- got trained in it on how to use it to help couples. And they did a whole marriage retreat with their church based around – this idea of learning how to work better with your spouse when you know each other's <laughs> Enneagram. So like if you're using it for good, just like in all things, God can work. I mean, I, I just don't understand the mentality of not wanting to understand denying yourself. What does that mean? Becoming a, then you have to become some different personality. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing. It's just, I think the people that get worried about stuff like that is when they're concerned about people using it as an excuse for sin. Maybe. Right. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or they're and, afraid of everything. And, you know, I mean, let's they're be probably, honest. They're probably our, fives. <laughs> right. But let's be honest. Like our our goal is to be more like Jesus. Right. Every day. Right. And is what Enneagram type was he? What do you think? I'm just Ooh. kidding. But <laughs> what was <laughs> But we are we are trying. Know? Have they I, talked I about that? <laughs> somebody's probably yeah. talked about it. I don't know. Davi, what Enneagram type is Jesus? Can you find that out for us? Um, but <laughs> he was our, all our, our goal, he's a 10. Yeah. Um, our goal is to walk and be more like him and, and restructure our lives and our hearts to mm. be like him. Yeah. Right. 
But I also think there is so much awareness and, and honestly health that comes from understanding who you are. I think your relationships are handled better with other people, your mm -hmm. relationships with your staff, your relationships with your coworkers, your relationship with your family. When you understand, okay, I respond like this because I, I struggle with fear or I struggle with security. Like mm -hmm. it does help. It does raise right. awareness in who you are so that right. you can better be like Jesus because you can work against those fears or those core right. motivations that yes. you have that are sinful, right? Right. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It's just, no, and knowing some of these things has helped me to fight against some of those things in yeah. my own life that are bad patterns for me. But obviously the extreme can go to the other side where, like you said, there's we hear it sometimes of like, well, that's just who I am. Right. right. And when we don't believe in a God who just leaves you the way that you are, we right. don't believe in right. that. We believe that part of being a, a, a true Christ follower, meaning that you really understand who Jesus is right. and that you have the Holy Spirit, all those things, is you are actively working to be more like him every day. Does that mean you're perfect? Does that mean you're always never going to take no. a step back? No. But you're always trying to get to this place where you look more like Jesus. Right. So God doesn't say, hey, Steve, I know you've struggled with X, Y and Z, uh, but now you believe in me. So everything's good. I'll see you in heaven. Keep living exactly the way that you want. That's not how it works, no, right? Mean, no, no, not at all. Like even going back to the Myers-Briggs, um, I said I was an E for extrovert. And we took it. My wife is an I, more of an I for introvert, but she pushed herself because of her position as a pastor's wife to be more on that edge of an E mm -hmm. because it's something that is almost required of her, mm -hmm. you know, and she's fine with that and she knows that and it's not always comfortable, but you know, relating to people isn't always about us being comfortable because mm -hmm. if we're just do what we're comfortable with, we're going to miss out on a whole lot in this life. Yeah. And you think about Jesus in his interactions with people. He didn't know their Enneagram. Maybe he did, um, <laughs> but he did treat people differently. I mean, mm -hmm. not, not treat people differently, but he interacted differently because he understood Mm -hmm. what they were about. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, talked to people in different ways, different tones. You the parables he used, he understood that the people listening would understand parables about farming or fishing well, or whatever he was using. Were, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a part of it too. Part of it too. Right. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You know, Jesus wasn't just like, Hey, cookie cutter. Here's one, like you said, robot. <laughs> I'm a 10. So this is how I do yeah, it. Yeah. Everybody deal mm -hmm. with it, you know? Yeah, right. So it's just interesting. And, 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 you know, yeah. there's really not, we could go on for a long time, oh, but I mean, these things, these conversations are fun when you get, going with them. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of books out there and there's people that are enthusiasts that just listen to every podcast that mm -hmm. comes out about mm -hmm. the Enneagram and that's you know and that's can fine. Be fun. Yeah. But just don't, you know, don't do more of that than, you know, getting to know who God is yeah. through his word. And yeah. It's absolutely. just the whole danger of being imbalanced in life. Right. You can get obsessed with things like that. That's this. really what this conversation is. Yeah. Right? We're not here to maybe help you figure yours out. You can do that. And yeah. we encourage I mean it's it. fine. If you want to do it, it's mm -hmm. great. And if you don't Great. Don't. <laughs> it yeah, we're, not matter. Here to we're not here to promote that thing, that test yeah. or, or all that. But if it can make your relationships better, mm -hmm. it can make you more uh, better. Yeah. Healthy and emotionally yeah. aware and all of that, right. then I, I don't see the dangers of it now. No. But yet again, anything can become too much, right? Anything right. can become this new idol or this new form of religion that you have. And right. no personality type can ever serve you that Absolutely. way. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, right, I mean, really, we got an end. We got out of the Enneagram. Wow. We, we, that's it. This will not go down as one of the best <laughs> podcasts about the Enneagram. No, but it's not the I, most educational. That's not, no. And we don't, again, like try to talk about things. We're not experts, as if we're experts on this. On no, no. no. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it is fun and it, it is, is enjoyable. It is and, and any, and you know, in a couple of years when the new 
personality type test shows up and everybody's yeah. talking about it, it's good to have these things in place of saying, okay, you know, maybe I will take it. Maybe I will get into it. Maybe I will talk about yeah. it because it's fun. But also at the same time, it's not going right. to you know make me who I am. It's right. not going to be my identity. Yes. The truth is, is that if you are um, a believer in Jesus, then your identity, the only identity that matters is yeah. that you're a son or a daughter of God. You're a child that's of it. God. That's what, and, yeah, that's and you've been clear. redeemed. Yeah. You've been made right in his right. eyes through the blood of Jesus. That's your identity. Everything else that, you know, maybe helps you love other people better, serve other people better. That That's great. That's all, you know, maybe icing yeah. on the cake. But what really matters at the core of it all is your identity, regardless of personality type, regardless of what animal you are, regardless of what number you are, <laughs> yeah. is you're a child of God yes. if you believe in him. And, and yes. that's that's where but everything else is. The beauty of what God from. created in all of us is that we're all different mm-hmm. in, that, in our personalities. And that's a beautiful thing. Imagine how boring it would be if we were all the same. Right. So I love it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this new series that we're about to start. I don't know about you, but oh, I can't I wait. To, yeah. One of my favorite things to talk about, especially with students, we're very engrossed in talking about the world around us mm-hmm. and culture. I love talking about how Jesus flipped things on, on its head. So yeah. I, I'm very excited to see the direction that you go with the series as a whole, looking at the book of Mark, which are a lot of his stories and, and yeah. awesome things. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome to just look at yeah. how different he lived. It is going to be. Yeah, I love the. I love all the different. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all takes on Jesus' life. The four Gospels. They all tell the same story, but um, we're going to hear it from Mark's point of view. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty going to be good. It's I'm awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, uh, we've kind of touched on some of these things. Uh, some of these things before, but let's get to our landing section of the episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe people skip right to this every week. I hope uh, not. But maybe they do. So. Um, but what are some applicable takeaways from this conversation of personality types of all kinds? Where our identity comes from? Um, still kind of wrapping up the conversation of how we treat other people. Um, what's some real things that somebody listening could take away from this? Yeah, I do think it's a good way to transition between our two series because, again. Um, people matter to God more than mm-hmm. anything else. And so why would we take a personality test? Because we love people, not because we love ourselves. I think that's the big thing is like, I just want to get more into me. If that's all you want to do, then your motivation's kind of misplaced. It's yep. not really about you. It's about you being able to love people better. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do personality tests because you want to love people better, you want to work in a more harmonious environment with your coworkers, you want to have a better family, that's a great reason to do it. Mm -hmm. And we're not here promoting, like we said, one, this is the one we're talking about because it is the most popular one right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But I think, so I think first of all, motivation is one of the key things we want to land on here. What is your motivation for talking about it, for doing it? If your motivation is right, by all means, Let's let's do this. Let's yeah. talk about this. Yeah. Have fun I, with it. I think if you know taking a test like this reveals, like you said at one point in this conversation, reveals obstacles that are in your way from loving other people better or serving right. other people better, reveals those things in your heart that you need to work on. Then, you, like, why not take this test and reveal yeah. those things? You know, why when, not? Yeah. When you and I were discussing ours the other day, like it just made me. It makes me more understanding of you. Mm-hmm. It makes me have a little bit more compassion or more empathy when you might be doing something like why is he oh that's kind of okay i get Mm -hmm. it i understand you better and you Mm -hmm. me as well and i think with all of us and and sometimes that's why jared and i butt heads because we're the same sometimes about things we're very strong willed yeah but then sometimes that's why we get along so well because we both see things the same way too Mm -hmm. so we're on the same page so it's just kind of like it's it's helpful in that and I think so. Motivation is important. If you're mo- if you're motivated to do it because you want to love people better and treat mm-hmm. people better, then awesome. Jesus and, spoke about the heart all the time yeah, about motivations right. and why we do things, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. So I think it's a great thing there. I think in like you've hit on, we've both hit on multiple times today is um, be motivated for the right reason and don't be extreme. Mm-hmm. Don't be extreme. And Bible matters more than enneagram. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I, I, I would love to God. see us be extreme about 
the Bible. Us right. be extreme about the Word of God. Us be uh, extreme yes. about those things right. before we get extreme about the Enneagram, about sports, about any of the things that we could talk yes. about that we enjoy. Yes. I would love to see us get really serious and extreme yeah. about the things right. that matter before yeah. anything else. That's right. So. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Any other closing thoughts on the Enneagram personality types? Uh, no. Any no. of that? I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> and we're done. We're, we're just we're done. calling it quits. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks so much for listening. Uh, check back next week for a brand new episode. Yeah. Man, we are eight episodes in. I don't want to I say that wrong. This, this, yeah, this eight season. episodes into yeah. this year, this season. So yeah. um, we have some exciting guests, and you're gone next week. So Supposedly. Stay tuned to yes. what happens there. Yeah. Um, the next two weeks, we'll have, yeah. uh, we have guests. some guests planned. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. Yep. So um, as always... Agree, disagree, send us your thoughts, send us your mm-hmm. comments, send us your questions, send us topic ideas. Um, I had two people pull me aside at church yesterday and give me ideas for future conversations. Ooh. So I, I love that. Um, we want to make this, I know we say it all the time, we want to make this something that you want to listen to, that you're curious about, that pushes you. So um, send us any ideas you have right. to podcast at sycamorecreek.org, message us on any social media platform, or pull us aside on a Sunday morning yep. and tell us your ideas. Yep. Um, we'd love to just keep making this better and better. So that's it. That's all we have. That's have it. a fantastic fantastic week. Remember to see God in all things because he works in all things for the good of those who love him. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.